Are you a leader in customer success, pre-sales, professional services, support? Do you work behind the scenes and roll up your sleeves to make sure that customers are happy? Renew. Then this is for you. Welcome to the GSD Podcast. Welcome to the GSD Podcast. Getting it done. Services, success, and software. We'll talk with the pros that have been in the trenches, getting service teams off the ground, launching new types of groups to service customers, or running agencies that don't have a product attached to it. For the pros, by the pros. This is the GSD Podcast, and this is your host, Jeff Kushmerick. All right, I am recording and welcome everybody to the, as I call it, the Mutual Admiration Society with uh, myself and Jan Young, who I think everybody who's listening to this knows who Jan is. Um, so Jan reached out to me, which is fantastic because um, just we could probably consider ourselves competitors or not, but I don't really think so because like like there's just too many people to help out there why would we and so we just got on a on a on a zoom one day and just like let it fly and i was like oh we should have recorded that and then we got on a second one and they were like oh look at it and then then we said okay let's find a topic and i as most people know i usually say let's talk about um something that you're passionate about but jan just for the one person that just accidentally hit play on this podcast and, and started hearing me talk can you just give a, a little bit of a, a background? It doesn't have to be the resume read, um, but uh, just sort of your background and why everybody loves hiring you for to, to help them out. <laughs> yeah, um, so I am a uh, principal consultant at the Success League, which is what makes us, um, uh, I, I guess, competitors, more colleagues, I would Run call it. Yeah, no, yeah. No, just kidding. No, colleagues, because Years. I would never put you in the enemy camp ever. Um, so... Yeah, so I that's uh, it's a boutique customer success consultancy. Been doing that for uh, over a year, maybe a year and a half or so. Um, and before that, uh, for about five years, I was doing my own solopreneur consultancy. Yeah. Um, you know, so I I came from I sort of um, well I've done project management and and marketing and and a lot of different things, a little bit of product, but. But I came from um, entertainment tech. I live in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So what else am By I By the way, the right? hardest people to please in the world. Just ask. <laughs> oh, my God, the egos. The egos. Oh, my which God. Is why, which is why I, I, worked, I moved out to L.A. to work at Paramount. And I lasted there for the minimum two years back when, you know, people still did two years at a job. And I got out <laughs> as quickly as I could. Oh, yeah, that's right. People years, do do that. Two years, almost to the day, oh. I moved uh, over to the tech side, which okay. I, I've always been a geek. I always yeah, Can I just throw in one thing on the entertainment thing? Is that yeah. like, um, I um, I remember when I was at Brightcove, I worked with a ton of entertainment customers. And then, um, yeah. and uh, they would always want to validate like, oh, you know, we're, we're tough. You know, we're hard to work with. And I would always just say, I just did a year with Viacom managing them. Like, you know You're on board. When can you start? Absolutely. No, no, it's the studios. The studios are all screamers. Oh yeah. I I can I can calm anybody down because I've had to. <laughs> you have to walk people off the ledge. Yeah. 
and put them into actual, you know, best practices because they'll just want to go, you know, nitpick here and there, you know, just have you like jump through hoops. There's nothing more to, calming like, than a nice, that out. There's nothing more cal than calming than a nice Gantt chart, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so anyway, uh, so yeah. So um, did the entertainment tech stuff? There was a time when entertainment tech was was you know because I I was, you know, I was in it. Uh, from that moment where um, I actually I went to business school when the dot com thing was going on yep. when that was the first you know big downfall right gosh try try and get a 401k going when all all the market does is just keeps going down like as long as you have money to buy when it's at that bottom but yeah. oh my god and it. the messaging for those people who weren't around for that was like yeah, you should never look at your 401k. Maybe every five years, just look at your 401k. <laughs> just not, in, don't have those five years be 2003 and then 2008. And then they're <laughs> um, so yeah, so um, so there was a, there, there was that time when when you know all of the content was just moving over to become digital, and that yeah. was cool. Everything yeah. was changing all the time. You're always sort of you know, uh, evaluating your strategies. And I always, and for me, this whole business is about strategy. That's what I love about it. That's yeah. what I can do with. And so, so yeah, so that was fun. And then all the consolidation started to happen. I mean, even the latest one, Discovery has now bought Warner, you know, anyway, for people who aren't in that business, but you know, I live here, so I know about this stuff. Yeah. And I mean, it's crazy, just the consolidation that happens just still daily. And so yeah. then if you're moving up the ladder, you know, in a, in companies like that, all you're basically doing is firing people. That is not fun. So, so then I made the switch over to emerging tech because, you know, for me, it's always about the learning and that sort of thing. So I was really into blockchain, didn't care about crypto, yeah. you know, who cares about the get rich quick stuff? Yeah. Because, you know, that's- There are very thing. useful applications for blockchain. I did work uh, on a yeah, couple of projects. Yeah, yeah but, but, you know, the, uh, what it does to the environment is still kind of, and plus, I thought it would be democratic and it would save the world and it's not really going to do that, you know, details. So then what I was doing, I was working with like all those founders and startups and things like that. And, and all the entrepreneurs, man, they have such <laughs> passion, but they think that since they solve their own problem, that now they understand the customer. And I'm always going like, okay, look, you, you have now a customer of one. That's all you got. So just you any, any equals one and let it fly, right? Just yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so, so yeah, so it's just like, okay, let, you know, cause that's how I got right back into the customer experience and customer success route. And then of course found gain grow retain during um, oh, yeah. and the rest of the community during the pandemic and fell in love with all these smart, generous, kind, you know, strategic people. Yeah. And, um, and there you go. So that's how I ended up making my way over to Kristen and just focusing on customer success. Awesome. So that's the long, um, the longest way I've I've ever talked about. Okay, so my, now we're at 2020. No, I'm just kidding. So like, yeah, yeah, right. So yeah. So anyway, so so now I focus my time on. I've done a lot of interim VP CS roles. I've done a lot of coaching. We also do a lot of um, public and private uh, teaching. We have certification for CS leaders, which. Okay isn't anything else out there that I've seen for CS leaders and it's and really I'll refer people to that because my my goal is get people you know hire that right? hire that person that's on the verge player coach needs to be a director mm -hmm. you know, go to this course take it yeah, yeah. absolutely well yeah. because and that's the thing is what happened was I just fell in love with Kristen and her IP 
and then we all get to contribute to it. So what is more fun than that? Plus, like the interview process was just geeking out about CF. <laughs> so, you know, sign me up. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So anyway, yeah. So I've been loving it and, and doing that. And, uh, and then otherwise, yeah, consulting, like the way you do, you know, yeah. where you're trying to help people sort of find their, you know, some spot that they want to improve upon in right. that. We're, we're, we're here. We need to be there. Yeah. How do we get there? Right. Yeah, Absolutely. exactly. And Absolutely. just sort of helping, you know, in which, whatever way makes sense. Absolutely. All those types well, of things. You touched on something. I, I, I yeah. there was a slight nerve that we're now going to, I'm going to immediately jab yeah. with a knife here. Good, good, good. Going. Um, <laughs> And uh, we'll try and keep the curses down if you're driving with your kids, which I mean, I don't know why you do that either. But um, but uh, we were going back and forth on some some founders and some some people yeah. out there that are very influential and, and might be full of crap. Right. No, I don't think that they're they're full of it. I think, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I don't know. So I, here, I, you, we, there was like one or two, and then I found another. There was another one that like, uh, w w w w there's like a Midwest saying, like, really itches my whatever. But like, I'm trying to feel <laughs> that really, you know, scratch me the wrong way. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, my perspective and the reason why some of these things really can get me going is because I always get an email from a client and they're like, oh, should we be doing this? And I'm like, no, like, you're you're at 5 million and 15 customers that's what you do when you're at like 200 million and you're deciding which bugatti to buy right like so yeah. um so anyways oh. and, you have, and so yeah. that 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 is something that i thought was interesting so you had recently shared um uh what's what's his pablo name? from insight yeah yeah and so pablo's post about what you know kind of renewals and where that is, you know, based upon the stage of the company. And yep. one thing I really liked about that is that is that uh, that you, it does happen differently by by stages, right? And and certainly when you're Series A and all of that, you've got like several different hats on. And so like a CS program is going to do everything from onboarding to renewals to you know support, yeah. you know, often, you know, because you don't have enough customers, you don't have enough you know, work, you know, and yeah, you don't have enough money to hire. If you hired five for the five, I think it was mentioned five distinct roles there. If yeah. you buy, even if you had the payroll, like, cause you know, some series A customers get a lot of money sometimes. And even if you had that money to spend, if you got the specialists, right. And you hired these specialists. Yeah. I literally would be like, I, I'm, I don't think there's 40 hours worth of work there to do. Yeah. And then yeah. they get nervous and itchy and oh my God, like, and then it's a flight risk, right? Versus right. like, hey, we're here at this, here I am taking over, I apologize, but we're here at this, this stage of the company and there's a little bit of generalism that happens and, and then people grow and turn into different roles and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and so I was, you know, just looking at kind of what he was talking about. He, he's, of course, being on, on the investor side, he's not thinking about like, what stage or how how many years the customers you know the the company's been around? He's looking at if it's under thirty million, you know, thirty to hundred and hundred plus, right? Yeah. And, and and that's fine. That that's a good approximation for stage as, as yeah. any. Um, but you know, then but when you think about why those companies maybe still have sales handling renewals versus the CSM mm -hmm. or haven't 
done a whole separate renewals organization under you know cs or if the account manager is handling renewals well then you also have to think about like well what's happening with the incentives right and what they're incentivized to do because you know i was just talking to a cs leader yesterday and her csm will do like these small you know like automated renewals practically right but if, green, if, just, yeah, yeah, but if it's um, anything bigger than that, then it goes back over to the salespeople, except for the salespeople, you know, they're never incentivized to work on the renewals because they're working on the new, the new uh, fish. They're hunters. Yeah. yeah, they're absolutely. And, and so, so they're not incentivized to do that. Or if they, if they are, what they want to do is sell them a lot more so they can make the bigger commission because they live and die by that commission. Well, yeah. that isn't what the customer needs. So, there, so nobody is incentivized properly. And so of course it's broken, Yeah. you know? So like, so I think that early on, it's probably fine to make certain that you're, you know, to, to train up your CSMs yeah. to do it. But you know what there isn't? In RevOps, there's all kinds of help for sales and SDR and BDR and all this kind of stuff, right? Yep. In terms of how to sell properly, do those discovery calls, et cetera. But think about it. Post-sales is a different motion. No training out there. No, no training out there. It no is JT. a different sales motion. Yes. And, and there, there's, it's just you have to keep adapting what they have sales do. You keep having to adapt it for the post-sales process right. for expanding the account. Yeah. And so, but anyway, all that to say, like, I know somebody who's basically on the renewals team over at Okta. And it makes total sense that Okta you know, has a separate renewals group. Totally, you know? tra totally and, transactional, right? Just yeah. bring them in. Yeah. And, and if you're dealing with a company that has a really complex, you know, legal and, you know, procurement and all of that stuff, then, then yeah, you need someone who's just spending time getting it through that maze. Yeah. The CSM is not going to have that time, which is why then you specialize operationally earlier as well. Yeah. So what's funny to me is the way that investors will look at just the renewal portion and how that gets separated out and how that travels around. But it's in the context of the overall, yeah. all of the responsibilities of a CSM, right? And, and how, when do you separate out support? When do you separate out, uh, you know, onboarding? You know, well, you, you do it when you need to. <laughs> I know, because I don't have the numbers because no. every company is different. You can have a, a product that... Um, is super difficult to launch and, and is very technical and everything. And you might need a bunch of different resources to do that. Yeah. And you, and, you know, but if you looked at a revenue number, well, what if those things cost like 500? Because I have a customer, like they cost 500K for their software and, and, and people are paying it. But you've got three customers live. Do I need a full time CSM? Well, let's actually let's run this through. Let's because this is a this is a thing here. You're a brand new company. You've made a bunch of sales. Um, you, you know, struggle through the first couple ones, get them implemented, right? They're live now. You've got three, let's just say you've got three customers live, right? Are they, are they complex customers? Are they enterprise? Do you have to like dig in across a number of different departments and have a lot of different personas you're working with? Or is it nope. pretty simple? Pretty simple. simple, pretty simple. So the onboarding is complex. Onboarding is complex. The relationship part isn't. Exactly. Okay. Well then, yeah, in that scenario, when you have three customers, but you still have new customers coming in, well, let me ask you, complex. 
I would probably have somebody who's focused on onboarding to make certain that that works smoothly. Yes. And then I would have someone who's covering support and the strategic, you know, relationship building. Yes. However, that's so key. Like at the beginning, you well, who, who's, a, who's a person that can cover, su- but who's a person that can cover support and also be strategic in the relationship building? I've got an answer. I, yeah. I got I've got the all answer. Right. Got no, the... well, it's all of these, you know, because then also <laughs> if they're doing renewals, then do they also have the sales? But, you know, it's probably someone who knows the product well. Yeah. I mean, this is, gets back into the, it just depends. And it's on the situation. You got to make yeah. those calls and you might be wrong. Yeah. But like, for, and you got to patch it together. But like for now, it's like support tickets come in. We, in order to, for this particular scenario, in order for the customers to be live because it's so complex, you know, a brand brought on a very good program manager. So, uh, okay. you know, I, I don't like to say project manager because that gets into whole like PMP and Gantt chart land, but somebody who can uh-huh. work with a customer to get them live. Yeah. You've got, and then there's another technical resource that gets them, you know, over the hoop and stuff like that. And then the PMs will make sure that the support tickets get covered. You know, in the okay. meantime, you know, there's a, there's yeah, I mean, that's like, certainly one way. I yeah. think it always, I mean, you basically, the way, the way I talk about it, because it drives me nuts whenever um, anybody wants a template for something. Oh, it's, yeah, you can't do it. And it's like a template for what? The template <laughs> is step one, step two, step three, fill in the blank. You know what I mean? That is, that's a, that's a template. That's as yeah. good a template as you're going to get. The point is what people should be asking for is the foundation. What are the foundations? And if you know the foundations and if you know what questions to ask, which right. is all you and I do all day long, <laughs> right? Then you know, like, okay, th- then I want to structure it this way, right? you know, because based upon all the various scenarios, you know, and, and that's why I, I sort of troll around over on all the different Slack communities, you yeah. know, from day to day as well, because, you know, people will ask the types of questions and then inevitably though, somebody will say, it depends. Because it does. I feel it's seen good. right now. You t- right? Are you talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> but we but should, should get we some more detail out of it, right? Yeah. Like let's let's flesh it out a little bit here. Yeah, yeah. You gotta because I can apply if I ask some questions. I can imp- apply the foundations and then give you guidance on some ways you might consider. But then yeah. it also depends upon sort of legacy and what skills you have in house already. Right. Because it's so funny, I. There, there was somebody I was talking to, operations reported to sales and, and CS reported to either like marketing or product or something. Like it was just like this weird sort yeah. of like there was no real go-to-market team like the way it was. And it was just because of the personalities and the skills that were there on the team and what their background was and what they were doing to fill in until they could get the people yep. they needed on board. And yeah. it's actually very common and there's, it, yeah. I, I don't disagree with it, but it's also like, this can't go on for too long, right? No, <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Startup life is chaotic. And, and so you expect a little bit of chaos, but I think we should, for, for leading to another topic here. Yeah. Um, but I think we want to <laughs> dig into that whole Chris Hickens post. Yes. Well, go, start up in the first place. Find it up here. Here we go. So, okay. So the, so the premise is, about a book I haven't read yet. So I have no right really to talk about it in a sense, but but still like we know what the premise you're like, is. You're still like 99% of people on LinkedIn and the internet then, so. No, no, I like, I, <laughs> I, I think it's important to read the books. I always like to read the books. In fact, you know, anybody who gets on a, 
call with me, I, I, I grab from like, I've got three or four stacks right here. And I'm like, oh, do you mean this book? Or do you mean that book? Or oh, you yeah. mean, look at this book. I love the books. I, 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 anyway, I will stop. About <laughs> but I do always have a lot of suggestions about books. Um, anyway, that to say, um, he's talking about a book. He's talking about Frank Slootman's book. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the CEO over at Snowflake. Um, which I love because we're all snowflakes, but <laughs> anyway, so Amp It Up is the book I haven't read yet, but apparently he's trying to make the case is that you don't need the CS leader and you don't need a CS department because in our ideal world here, everyone is CS. And oh, it's absolutely. like, absolutely. Okay. Everybody's all CS, Jan. Sure. Well, so... <laughs> The thing is, like, first of all, GGR put out a, a call looking for customer-centric CEOs. And I think that's lovely. I would love to see that list. I just don't have a lot of faith that that's a really long list. I just don't. I don't think it is. I, there's too many people that I'm having to, you know, coach them through, like, how to get beyond sales as their focus, yeah. you know, and, and too many CEOs who only understand product. Because, you know, product often, you know, a lot of CEOs come from that. Absolutely. And, um, and it's like, you know, and, they, and, and also, like, you know, Salesforce has this whole funnel that they've come up with, right? And it's almost scientific in terms of how to get the number of sales you need, you know, like what you do with marketing, you know, all the way oh, down, yeah. Yeah. you know, to like the SDRs and, you know, all the way down to the AEs and like produce a number of sales. We don't have that for CS. And it's clear that we don't have it for CS because now the next thing, you know, while we're barely getting started here and trying to still go around and educate people, we have, you know, good old Frank saying, oh, they don't need to exist at all. And, you know, and why, why don't Frank fanboys are going to be like, oh my God, that's a good idea. We should probably get rid of our CS department. Yeah. Well, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Now everybody's going to come on board and say, oh yeah, just, you know, hard times. Let's just ax it. Yeah. Like, but but first of all, like Salesforce created the need for CS anyway, because now you have sales as being hunters. Now, when I first got into CS, I was technically sales account manager, except for my boss had done all of those initial contracts. And yeah. so I was always from day one post sales. And then I would do renewals and stuff and sometimes do some new, some new deals along the way. But, and, and I was incentivized in that way. Right. So but that's not how our sales teams are incentivized. That's not what their job is. Their job right. is to only hunt. And then they drop it off at your doorstep. And it might be, you know, an ideal customer profile or it might not. Right? <laughs> how they're incentivized. And, and can we have a kickoff tomorrow? That'd be great. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Okay, but I don't know who they are. You've told me nothing about them. And you haven't entered any of the information in, in Salesforce. So I have zero data. But yeah, anyway, so, um, you know. But no idea what you're talking about. So. Yeah, exactly. So, but the, so okay. But going back, so so his premise is that you don't need CS because everybody throughout the organization should have some kind of um, re, you know responsibility for it. But now um, Jason Lemkin, meanwhile, is writing a post. You can tell I'm like always checking out these posts because I I love I love the conversation and I love yeah. the community. But his he had one a few weeks ago. Uh, making the case for a VP of freemium, that you need a VP of free. Yes. And, that there's, and there's all these reasons. But his main point is, if you don't have somebody who's responsible for it, 
then it, it, it lingers and the purpose of it, it doesn't exist within an organization. Yeah. And, and that's my problem with Frank's book is then who's, if, if everyone's responsible for it, then no one's responsible yeah. for it. Absolutely. Because then and, what happens is if you don't, if, I mean, I've seen people say, it's not what I'm getting paid for. I'm not getting bonused on retention. I'm like, I'm not going to go fix that customer bug because I don't care. So let's, let's take that to what we're saying here. When times get tough and you've got to do the stuff that you get your bonus and your, your salary and your performance yeah. reviews on, that's, that's nice. That's like mom and apple pie, but it doesn't work in the business world because it's, it gets dropped because it's, it's like every other harebrained thing that comes out of these initiatives with no owners and things like that. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, because, you know, Kumbaya and all of that, we'd like everyone to just, you know, be a part of this ideal. But when you take a look at what the incentives are or how were they trained before they got there? Like uh, I was talking to somebody recently who's trying to set up a professional services group. And part of the problem is, is now you have to um, have somebody over in on the tech side go and touch everything, look at everything, I, identify like, is this really a three day, you know, project or is this like a three week project? Is it a three month thing? Like, what is this? Because they need to really be um, close enough because yeah. they have to go and, and get some dollars off of it, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, so now, now the engineer, then they're gonna get into it, dig into it, get all of that information, and then they're gonna put it to the side and not do anything with it because now they've got the scope and they're going to go and price it. Well, they don't like that. If they're in it and their head's in it, they want to go and get it done. Right. But that doesn't get them paid and they're giving away all these services for free. Right. So, so a big part of that change management, just getting professional services up and running is to help the engineers that are on the ground who are going to be doing this buy into the idea of why it's good for them and their company to do something that's antithetical to how they've been trained mm -hmm. and all of the legacy behavior that they have, yep. right? And so, so think about that. So, so yes, ideally everybody cares about the customer, but how do you really get the whole organization to come on board and do their little piece of the pie? Yeah. And, and then you're, and then like so many things can fall through the cracks unless you have a point person who's responsible for the customer. And then you kind of already, that is a CSM and that is a CS group, even if you're calling it something else, you can call it technical account manager. You can say, oh, this is professional services because people only get this if they pay for pay it. Well, we, have, we have paid CSMs and paid CS programs, you know? Name, name so like, manager, whatever you want whatever. to call it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so anyway, that's 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 why that that whole thing bugs me. And I'll, I'll read the book, but it's going to be hard because, you know, I'm going to want to well, bless you because I'm, I'm, I'm not going to read the book. <laughs> oh, you're not. I feel like it's, you know, you got to be responsible to, to like, well, okay. Like I don't go and, 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 and watch like political news that, that I going to piss me off and keep me up at night. But, but, and then this book will probably uh, piss me off and, and, and keep me up at night. But, um, but I think it's important to read it. Because 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 we're out there in a world where we need to talk to the CEOs. Yeah, and that's a good point. Um, so you read it first, and you let me know if it's a vanity project or not, and if you find well, it probably is. Is every book a vanity project? I mean, you have to like you know every company is a vanity project because you have to believe in it enough to take all those hours. 
to get what you think that you have to offer the world out on paper yeah. in a comprehensive, cohesive. Yeah, that's hard. Like it's got you. You got to have you. Got, you you got to something's got to push you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And, and didn't you actually do some research and find out that that Snowflake actually does? What do they? I mean, how do technical account managers? Technical account managers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and it's, so it's not, oh, it's not the the QA developer randomly yeah. reaching out and saying, hey, we yeah. need to renew your contract. <laughs> right. And so like, you know, and so there's got to be someone who, and then, you know, but also when you take a look at it, when you take a look at it, who is their end user? You know, who? what is that persona? Well, it's a bunch of other tech geeks and, you know, which I, although I've never been trained to be an official tech geek, I I like to be, you know, I, I love that world. Um, so I'll count myself in. I'm not saying anything bad about anybody if somebody thinks of it that way. But anyway, so so you're talking to a bunch of people who are highly technical. So who are you going to have talking to them? Highly technical people who like to talk to others because you have to at least talk to them. Yeah. And who otherwise are responsible for that business relationship. Okay, so you can call it a technical account manager or you can call it a CSM. If it's going to be an account manager, then you need to make that transition to caring about the success of that customer, which is the problem why it's more account, why, in fact, I was talking to somebody recently who's taking a team from account manager over to CS. Mm -hmm. And what is the transition in the mindset that you need to do? Right. So, so you can call them account managers but there's still a different mindset. Yeah, on that point, like I've got a client and, and this thing about we were discussing earlier, well, then who does the renewals? And then the salesperson yeah. is like, oh, I'll do the renewals as a good person. Like she's like, awesome, right? And like, oh, I'll yeah. do them. I'm like, are you going to do an EBR? Are you going to set 90 day goals and keep going back to them? And you know, on and on, you know, the routine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh no, I don't want to sign up for that. confrontational thing. Paper and get the comp. Yeah, yeah. But, but, yeah. but I'm like, you've got a big number to go get, right? Are you going to, yeah. you know, when time you're looking at your calendar and, and there's a new sales thing that comes up and that's when you're supposing to be doing you EBR, I, I know which meeting happens and what doesn't, right? And so <laughs> it's like, what the exact I'm like, oh, here we go. So. Anyways, yeah. So, yeah, I really, so we can tie this together. Um, the Amped Up book is basically saying all for one, it's a community thing, we'll take care yeah. of this, although in actuality, that's not what's happening. And then the other post is basically saying, if you don't have a direct owner, it will fall to the crap and everybody agreed. will hate it right because it, it from that post from was it from jason that like uh everybody hated the free product right yeah yeah everybody got confused by it marketing hated it support hated yeah. it and then right. shortly yeah. after he left it was immediately hung out you know put behind the barn and and if you think about it that's cs2 no one understands cs no one understands the value of free no one understands that's because it's just CS. it's just it's because the initials we chose jan it's cs it's <laughs> <laughs> but you know i mean but when you think about it though like you know that's that's where like you don't your 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 company will not get the value of a cs program or a free program you know if, if free you know in terms of how you go to market the free yeah if, if you don't understand what that value is and what it achieves for your company, right? Now, if you do understand it, then you're all in and you will make someone accountable for, you know, that post sales part of the, the customer 
um, journey. And you would also make someone, you know, responsible for free because I thought that Jason made a really good uh, point yeah. about that is <clears throat> that, that you learn a lot of things about your product. You build your product so it can be self-serviced, you know, and that is really valuable, yeah. you know, because then everybody has the opportunity to do the things that make sense uh, in the way that they want. Yeah. Right. And I, I just, I always, I just have to raise the flag though. Like I, my, my purview is enterprise B2B SaaS and okay. I do not see a lot of self-service products in that re regard. So, so whenever I see self-serve and customer led growth, product, <laughs> sorry, product led growth and stuff like that, I, I just basically kind of be fair, push it to the side because I just don't, it's not the customers okay, well, I get. So yeah. what I would say though, is there are, if nothing else, there are trainings that there are ways in which like that can be self-serviced yeah. for the people who it makes sense for, right? Yeah. Like there, there are end users or champions who are in the product, using the product and the way that they're going to learn it best is if you have like guides, you know, coming up and showing them the way through and that sort yeah. of thing. LMS or the certification And, and, and so you can call yeah. that self-service. There are times when they need to just figure out how to do something, you know, um, and and they they don't want to like wait 24 hours to hear back from the support team, yeah. right? And if And so having that kind of stuff available to them so they can figure it out Yep. easily is you know is a good thing to do absolutely there are sometimes even with complex onboardings that are b2b there are parts of it that like especially if you're working with you know and your uh personas are like it you yep. know or something like that they want to just read it get the information go and like implement it and then they'll check in with you it's like oh okay well if you need this done by friday but i can't because i've got to do these other things so they'll coordinate with you Right, yeah. but they want to. They need to go off and do their thing. They just need the information so they can go off and do their part. Right. Yeah. So there's a lot of things like that 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 I think self service is a, uh, gets a bad rap because yeah. it's not always just end to end self service right. that you necessarily need to employ. Um, and, and then the other thing, just thinking about the personas, there are people who uh, like if your if your end users are like salespeople, time is money. Being on the phone. That sort of thing. Boom, boom. That is money. Yeah. So if you're trying to do everything for them by calling them up, what are you doing? You're never going to reach them. That's right. you're taking money away from them. That's not a good customer journey, yeah. right? And so you want to make things easy for them. And in that respect, so like that's that's all I would say about no, that. No, no, no. That's a good. You know, just uh, as I said, it, it's a good perspective there that there's learnings from those foundational. Enter your credit card here, and then you're good to go. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, because if we're not all PLG, yeah, exactly. you know, product-led growth has its place. Yeah, but it's not all that. You so know, Jan, I do, I heard your you've got a meeting coming up, so I want to be cognizant of that. So I do yeah. like I do like to wrap everything up with, um, and it sounds like book reading, but I'm not quite sure. Like the one, what was your either like your your pandemic hobby or your the thing that you <laughs> love to do when you're not geeking out in in Slack forums about um, customer success um now i'm you know i i love i love getting on like the zoom calls i guess it's really oh, I, no. I, it's bad like baking bread um hiking oh um, well no that's from, oh gosh yeah so yeah. i like doing pickleball oh which, i play that's 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 yeah. my new sport oh, oh my i'll bring my racket out to uh to yeah 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 oh my god that's awesome 
yeah. that wine tasting, hiking. Yeah. Um, I just came back from also doing, my sister lives on this little lake and we got to go um, kayaking. Oh, yeah. That. But I'm, I am a wimp when it comes to kayaking. I'm not doing like the rough waters and stuff. Like I like the smooth water. Tranquil, do, do some yeah. yoga, I hear yeah. you, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so th there's that. So, but yeah, and then obviously I like to, um, you know, geek out about, about CS, that is. Uh, but I, I, my my husband actually keeps me fairly well balanced in that regard. He, yeah, he yeah. reminds me what time of day it is and are you ever going to come downstairs from the office? It's like, I'm, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm familiar with that sent sentiment, absolutely. So let's do this. I know we'll do this again and we'll also spend all next week geeking out on CS. So I'm gonna, yes, I'm gonna hit to stop that. record, we'll wind, wind down and I'll make sure you get to your next meeting. So thanks okay, so much. Okay, that sounds great.